live from everywhere USA. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, well, if it ain't Big Jimmy Showbiz, here we go. Here we go. Comedy Alive from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big Thursday of Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon and a lot of my radio buddies, none of whom have just pulled ahead of Ron DeSantis in the polls. I bring this up. Why? Because in the words of the late, great Yogi Berra, it is getting late early around here for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Well, Trump not out of the headlines himself. A lot of legal goings on right now. Uh, and a, certainly the release of Epstein Island uh, and the actual guest list and the travel manifest has made life very interesting for a lot of powerful people. This could be a problem. It's already proven to be a problem for Epstein, who uh, hung himself. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but 888-788-9910, the phone number, no matter where you weigh in on any of this chicanery. We're going to talk Biden. We're going to talk politics. But what we're going to talk most of all is sense. Okay, I am not an activist. I am a spray-tanned 47-year-old man who just landed his own TV show, uh, and I am here to bargain with you in good faith, okay? I am not doing a conservative talk show. I am doing an American talk show. Freedom! If it's happening in the country and you care about it, I care about you. You're not my enemy. I don't want to steer your vote. I'm not supposed to be in charge, okay? Last night... I found out I got my own TV show, the holy grail of showbiz. You know what I did? Well, I went on Hannity and negotiated his cut of the money because he's one of the power brokers here that's kind of made me a bigger name. And then I went home and hung out with my kid and watched football highlights on YouTube. That's the kind of big baller I am. And, yeah, there was a small matter of me, Jenny and Lincoln. I don't know that we got kicked out of the bar across the street, uh, but I do know they were not sad to see us leave. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. No, son. we had a good celebration. So thank you to everybody who reached out, called, texted, tweeted, carrier pigeon. It's obviously a dream come true. But the manifest in terms of what we do here in media, uh, that TV show is happening because of how we do this radio show every day for the last three years. So for those of you tuning in because you saw me in The Hollywood Reporter or Deadline or The Wrap or one of those other platforms that's not Fox News, uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, but you have to understand the whole hook of the show is that I am not the star of the show. We are. Uh, everybody tuning in is a part owner. Like, you know, when they build a new sports stadium and you could buy a brick and put your family's name on it, uh, that is Fox Across America. We're just talking about it. Just regular people. Okay, that's all I'll ever be, no matter how crazy this ride gets, because I come from the bottom. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, we were just talking about this to an interviewer five minutes ago on the way to the studio. Like, when my son was born, Jenny was making his diapers. We couldn't afford diapers. We, made, we had homemade diapers because I married a Frontiers woman. And everyone talks about not having money in the bank. We didn't have a bank. I was driving a cab 12 hours a day, 16 hours a day if I needed extra money and doing stand-up at night. And the point is, if that's what you come from and that's what you've built your life and your success out of, it's physically impossible to lose touch with it if you're not like a sociopath. Okay, I'm not a sociopath. I'm a dirtbag. And because I have the ability to find comfort in my own skin, regardless of where I weigh in on the success scale, uh, I can't tell you that I'm sitting here any happier today than I was when I was driving 2G34 out to LaGuardia at 8.40 in the morning, falling asleep on the Van Wick Expressway because I was out doing stand-up till 3 a.m. the night before. 
okay? The whole point of being alive is not to compete with other people and measure your success against theirs. The whole point of being alive is to have fun. Okay, if you die tomorrow, you're just going to wish you had more fun today. So if you're listening to the show for the first time, understand that that's who you're listening to. Okay, someone who will talk to you about politics and about issues facing this country, but is not doing so as some, you know, partisan pugilist. I'm not a you know political flamethrower shock jock trying to get heat for saying outlandish things. If something I say strikes you as outlandish, just know that it's what I believe to be true, but it's not what I believe will be my best attempt to get clicks, okay? Because if I was in the click game, I would have every one of these successes about 10 years ago. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. The guys in the click game are click chasers, okay? They're racing to the top of Mount Clickmore. What can I say to demonize the opposition and the worst way humanly possible. That'll mobilize a lot of people on social media to like my stuff, I'll go viral. But you know what the effect in the country of that is? Horror. It's tearing the country apart. I don't want to be a click jockey. I just want to be your radio buddy. I just want to be your TV buddy. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Well, I will tell you, the people not digging Ron DeSantis. Uh, I don't know if you want to blame this on the candidate, the campaign, or anything in between. I have a multitude of theories. Uh, I enjoyed him when he was on the show. But I'm batting leadoff today talking about this because with everything else going on in the news, we have a lot of guests today that are specific to the breaking news that's happening, whether it's Epstein Island or the border or anything in between. Um, We are about a week and a half out from the first contest in the GOP nominating season. Okay. traditionally, it would be the first contest for the Democrats as well. Uh, But they kind of reconfigured the map so they could run a shorter race for their incumbent president. Biden's lost his marbles. Oh, totally. Traditionally, you'd have Iowa. You'd have New Hampshire. You'd have Nevada. Okay, all of these things would happen before South Carolina. But the Democrats eliminated all three of those states because Biden was likely to lose them. And it shortens the race. And it starts him off with what should be an easy win because James Clyburn basically controls the black vote in South Carolina and whoever he endorses wins. I agree with that. So that's what they're doing. They are bumper bowling for Joe Biden. Okay, who has no place being in the Oval Office. He shouldn't be in an office max making photocopies. Okay, shouldn't be allowed to rent a movie office space, let let alone be in the Oval Office. I mean, office space, Joe Biden, could you imagine him getting those TPS reports in on time? Could you imagine? I mean... The answer would be no. Yeah, probably not. But the point is, in the race to replace Joe Biden, okay, Ron DeSantis came into this with a lot of heat. Wrong. No, he did, okay, because he won re-election in Florida, okay, with by expanding his majorities, okay, in major multiples with Latinos and black voters and young voters. Guy won Dade County and has been a phenomenal governor. Ron DeSantis is a phenomenal governor. I would love to have Ron DeSantis running New York. Okay, believe me, people aren't fleeing to Florida. Everybody's like, oh, well, they got the good weather. Oh, really? Well, oh, oh, is, 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 a, is California Siberia? Because California's got the good weather and people are moving out of it left and right. Okay, believe me, there are things beyond the weather that, mul- that you know, influence your life choices for yourself and your family. People are fleeing big blue cities and states because the policies have left things unaffordable and unsafe. That is reality. DeSantis knows that and has done a phenomenal job. I want to be on record as saying this. I would elect Ron DeSantis president tonight. 
I would go to bed knowing that me, Jenny, and Lincoln were going to be waking up in a better America. I believe that. I genuinely believe that about Ron DeSantis. This guy will say anything. No, it's not true. I think he'd do the job. Uh, do I <laughs> Do I think he could get the job? <laughs> Looking rough. Barring some type of a monumental upset in Iowa. Okay, maybe something we don't see coming. He's been to all the counties. Although Vivek has been to all the counties twice, and I don't know that he's going to win this thing. And I know he's got his fans, and that's fine. And I'm not here to shoot inside the Republican tent all day because I really don't want to shoot inside of any tent. That's not the gig. I'm not an activist. Okay? But the DeSantis thing has really struck me this morning in a unique way because I keep reading more polling about Nikki Haley surging past him. And the reason I bring that up is because I have a lot of people, okay, in my Twitter circles that absolutely, I mean, hate Nikki Haley. Like, I mean, she could tweet anything they anything they want, and they're just like, Oh, shut up, woman. Hate her. Okay. People have called into the show that don't like her. People have messaged me offline who don't like her. Some of whom were given my email address and shouldn't have been by people who own stations that broadcast this show. Go figure. Check it out. But the point is, Okay, I get that it's polarizing, but it's polarizing because, you know, there's a lot of passion for Trump. He has a huge advantage, uh, obviously, in the polls over the party. But in terms of the world we're living in right now, Monday, okay, the 15th of January is the snow globe moment. Okay, you know when you got a snow globe sitting on your fireplace, like my mother-in-law Judy probably has like 68 of them. <laughs> Yo, if you want a village or a train set, my in-laws got you. Like if you want to bring the kids, they could charge admission. They have like the greatest holiday decorations you'll ever see. Like really fantastic stuff. It's like a, it's, it almost looks like a theme movie. But the point is, okay, the snow globe moment is that moment when you're looking at this nice teeny village. The nice big church steeple, a little pond with ice skaters and a couple of storefronts. Then you pick the thing up off the mantle, you shake it up, put it back down on the mantle, and everything shifts. The snow comes down, the skaters move, things go on. You know, it's happening. Okay, and now you're living in a totally different environment. That's what the first Iowa caucus is going to be. Okay, now we could shake the snow globe up and it lands with Trump up by 50. Nothing matters. You know, here comes New Hampshire. Okay, but there's also the off chance, and you don't know this. You don't know this. And everybody who covers politics for a living is such a prisoner of the moment. They think about today's world and the way we feel collectively, the collective psychology of now, given the omnipotence of social media in our lives and the way we're fed so much news. It's such an intense, it's a fire hose. You're just drinking out of a fire hose. Like, bah! You know, it's nuts. Okay, and people can never think beyond the blast. But the truth is, it's like sports. You know when Chris Berman used to have that great line about upsets? He'd be like, but that's why you play the game. You know that whole thing? Raiders were 13.5-point underdogs going into San Diego against Dan Fouts on Monday Night Football. But that's why you play the game. And then you watch some mind-blowing upset. Okay, you don't know. You don't know who is going to win the Iowa caucuses. You want to know why you don't know? Because I don't know. Because they don't know. Okay, if they knew, the campaigning strategies would look a lot different than they do. Okay, they're all going balls to the wall because they want to win. And in a caucus, you understand, okay, it's not who's winning the popular vote. It's we take a vote in the living room. It's actually pretty complex. Then we re-vote. Then of all the people whose candidate didn't win the first vote, they have a chance to switch their vote. 
uh, the second time around. If we haven't reached a conclusive nominee, we can vote a third time. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Exactly. Okay, it's very chaotic and unpredictable. Now, to be clear, plenty of people win Iowa and don't win the presidency. If you don't believe me, ask President Ted Cruz, who won Iowa. Ask President Rick Santorum, who won Iowa. Okay, guys win Iowa, and it's not terribly consequential in the overall state of being. But this time around, it's everything. It's everything, if only because it really could change the snow globe. Okay, the going assumption, the prevailing wisdom in the sports books is Trump's up 40. But outside of Twitter, outside of conservative media, okay, outside of conservative media, I work in conservative media, okay, but my superpowers of comedian, I travel the country, I consume so much media that's not my platform because I want to know what people are thinking. I don't want to get on so I can fit in at Fox, okay? You don't break out by fitting in. Okay, I didn't get a TV show because I showed up dressed like everybody else and just adopted their talking points. You got to do your own thing, man. And the point is, outside of conservative media, Nikki Haley is the hottest candidate in politics. Hottest candidate. If the election were held today and you could just vote on every candidate, Trump's in the race, Biden's in the race, DeSantis is in the race, Kanye's in the race, Christie's in the race, anybody you want, Vivek is in the race, put him in the race. Okay, she wins the presidency. She beats any Democrat and any Republican. Okay, can she get the nomination? I don't know, because she'd have to be Trump. I don't know. But the point is, this coming Monday, January the 15th, is the beginning of the process where we pick up the snow globes in each individual state, shake them up, and get an outcome. And every one of those outcomes is going to affect what happens next. People, number one, want to vote for the winner. People, number two, drift away from their preferred candidate if they don't think he or she has a good chance at winning. So make no mistake about it, as hot as Nikki Haley is, she comes in fifth in Iowa, okay? She ain't winning New Hampshire, and she ain't winning South Carolina, okay? And if she starts off 0-3, New Hampshire, South Carolina, I mean, you know. Get her out. Get her out of here. That's reality. But when you're talking about winning the White House, winning the White House, all of you people who get out of bed and just hate the Bidens for a lifestyle, okay, need to understand, okay, that the only way— The only way to get them out of there, okay, is to win the general election. And when you get outside of conservative media, the viewpoints that we court in order to win general elections aren't as partisan, okay, as the ones you see on Twitter. Okay, her superpower in the general is obviously abortion and that she's not demonizing women and migrants and that a lot of centrist voters, a lot of suburban women voters will vote for a Republican under those circumstances, but won't necessarily support one that takes a more hostile tone towards those issues. So she's uniquely positioned. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not, I don't know it. I'm not telling you like I'm a be-all, end-all. I'm just telling you what I'm reading about DeSantis and that I'm covering in the first hour of this show tells me somebody, somebody is going to win the state of Iowa, and it ain't going to be him. A show that's taking orders from the big man upstairs. We're on a mission from God. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, yeah. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We've got a busy day. We've got a lot of guests. Paul Morrill from the NYPD coming by to talk about the Epstein client list. The Arizona assassin Andy Biggs will be here. Diamond Dave Landau, a man you will see heavily on my new TV show. A man Steve is calling in uh, a show anyway. Steve is calling in to weigh in on now. Yo, Steve, what's up in Beaufort, South Carolina? Hey, Jimmy, congratulations. Wow. I don't know if I was the first that told you one day you were going to have your own show, but... Um, mm. My prediction came right. You were very humble. I told you that you needed to straighten up and shave a little bit, but I'm glad you got the position on your individualism as well. <laughs> Thanks, man. So technically speaking, Steve, you would get credit on this show as being one of the first uh, early adapters. But my fifth grade teacher told me I was going to get a comedy show, a TV show, and I believed her. And to be honest, I went to Levittown school. She was probably just day drunk and rambling. Uh, but I believed her. I believed her every day from fifth grade till yesterday, and uh, we pulled it out. So that's really exciting, and thank you for, for the congratulatory message. Are you going to watch it, though? Um, it depends on my schedule. I'm out flying a five-day trip right now, and uh, if, if, it, if it works, I'll be there watching the first one. If not, I'll have the wife put it on the uh, Okay, that's all I want to know. Just get If you're going to DVR yeah, yeah, it— but- you got to DVR it and make sure she watches it within 24 hours so we get credit for the ratings. You know what I'm saying? We got to win this race, Steve O. Gotcha. I'll be pulling for you because one day a week won't be enough. But no. I know oh, buddy. Well, luckily, they got me working the other five on the radio. So if the Lord can yeah. rest on Sunday, so can I. Yeah. Hey, um, last, first time I spoke to you, I had 30 seconds and I came up against a heartbreak. Yeah. And you were nice enough on the formerly Twitter thing to say call back you won't do that to me again and you kept your word mm-hmm. but um anyhow um they're they're like a couple other things and and one leads into uh your oh you're gonna yo steve, steve you're gonna shoot me because we are now it's 128 and 57 seconds we'll be in a commercial in 41 seconds give me give me your yeah, best 20 uh hey uh 
I don't know. Under the pressure, I'm going to crack here. But congratulations. <laughs> Steve, but you, could always, but you could always call back. No, 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 listen to me. I want your full thoughts heard. Uh, just call back. It'll be fine. We'll get you on tomorrow or something. Get, just call back. You don't, we, don't, we don't mean to yeah. cut you short. I get cut short. This is not my call. This is an advertiser that somehow bought a commercial on this show, which shocks my conscience. But, Steve, we love you. Don't forget to set that DVR. Uh, more of your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons, smoke signals, if Elizabeth Warren is listening. Hey, girl. Uh, back after this on Fox Across America. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, man, this country is in big trouble if I'm America's Life Coach. That's true. That is true. Joining me now, a man who would undoubtedly second that notion. Uh, he is the founder of OpsDesk.org, retired NYPD. Paul Morrow in the house. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? Good. I, I left off half of your title, retired NYPD inspector. You have so many titles. You're like Fletch, man. I'm not going to get all of them. <laughs> Listen, forget my titles. You are all you are ubiquitous. Moral. I can't turn on a TV. I can't turn on a radio. You have, you have shows on Fox Nation now. Congratulations! You just got the Saturday Night Show. I was very happy for you. Mm-hmm. You have your radio show. It's it's, it's uh, kind of nauseating, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. Like honestly, I I haven't developed an eating disorder, but I have lost weight because I got sick of looking at my fat face. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> and you know what the best feeling is, Paul. Like if you really need a motivation to work out, TV is a friend to a guy who needs to get in shape because this is it only. You only need it to happen once. Like you're in an airport, you see a TV monitor, and you're like, who is that fat slot? Oh, my God. And you realize it's you. <laughs> you, yep. you jog yeah, to the I've next gate. Yep, you jog to the next gate. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you're too right. funny. Well, a lot of people running for it on the Epstein client list right now. Uh, there's a segue for you. All I yeah. wanted to talk to you about is because I'm really not uh, well-versed uh, at all on the intricacies of what's going on right now. But essentially, I mean, could you kind of give me a 20,000-foot view of what this list is? It's essentially people who flew on his plane and went there? Yeah, so, you know, what's happening is everybody thought, and uh, we actually put this out on the ops desk, everybody thought that um, this was going to be some nice, neat list. Mm -hmm. And we were going to get this very cognizable list that says, okay, here are all the bad people that Mm -hmm. went to Epstein, Petal Island, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not accurate. What we're getting is court documents that have come came out in the civil case that Virginia Giuffre brought against Maxwell. Mm. And that includes depositions, which are interviews relative to a civil case, and other court documents, letters back and forth. You can see attorneys for individual John Doe's pinging the judge and saying, please don't release my client. There are other equities. He's got danger back in his home country. Mm. So Clearly, there are a lot of high-profile people here, Mm -hmm. and they have money for lawyers. And all I would say is that, you know, we don't know. Only a fraction of what's going to come out has come out. They're doing it on a rolling basis. Probably, my gut tells me, probably because the clerks are a little overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. and they're going through everything to do redactions. There are all kinds of rules Mm -hmm. for what you can and can't release. But what I would say is we don't know what else is coming. 
but they know. <laughs> if you were on that island, you know this is likely coming. <laughs> you know, if half, if half of Congress is gone tomorrow, Yo. you know, you'll know all of a sudden all these people in Hollywood are suddenly, well, you know, he's spending time with family and is not reachable at this point. Oh, You're going to know what's going I, on. I'm laughing so hard. There used to be a horror movie. It was called I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes. We yes, could do a I remake. Remember. We could do a remake called I Know Who You Did Last Summer. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just resignation. So. Anyway, wow. you'll know if, if half of Washington empties out, you know where they went. <laughs> Paul Morrill's on the line, founder of OpsDesk.org, retired NYPD inspector. We are talking about the Epstein client list. Now, one thing I think worth mentioning as a point of clarity is I, I don't doubt there are some people who are interacting with him that weren't doing it. But I, yeah. I do doubt, I do doubt that they didn't know it was being done. Is that fair? You know, I don't know because it, mm-hmm. the whole thing is so, so murky. Like, you know, mm-hmm. let me establish one thing. Mm-hmm. I do believe he committed suicide. Really? All right. And That's interesting. I do completely okay. 100%. All right. Because mm-hmm. I know too much about how corrections is run. And the idea, you'd have to have an entire corrections shift, mm-hmm. including the people that would be investigating that shift mm-hmm. after the fact, in on this elaborate conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see how surgically you could pull that off inside. In this day and age, are you saying with all? Yeah, but that's, but, that's just, right. but yeah. Paul, so give me this, though. Um, you know, I'm not I'm certainly not challenging that. But what do you make of that camera story? Because I, you know, my take was like the cameras just weren't working that night. Is that odd? Is that common? No, I, I, it's not uncommon. And, you know, anybody who's been in and out of any prison knows that they're all falling apart. OK. And the. Oversight. The, the 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 short version is that the inmates run prisons. Mm. People think that the guards do. They don't. The guards yeah. are there just to make sure they don't get out. The inmates <laughs> run the place. Uh-huh. And um, there's not a lot of TLC. Certainly uh, some prisons are run better than others. But the Manhattan House of Detention is falling apart. You hear Ghislaine has been complaining about it, you know, <laughs> and infinitum. Oh, there's rats in this place. It's falling apart. So – you can, can ma- you can imagine the conditions and how many people have gone through that place. I, I, I have no problem believing that cameras weren't working, guards were asleep. Sometimes it really is Occam's razor, the most obvious thing, yeah. which is, in this case, incompetence. Wow. That's wild, man. I mean, I'm, I, I don't doubt it would be possible. Uh, but what I also think is so fascinating, because there's this other element to Epstein, which is how did he make his money? Because- exactly. That's where I was going. Yes, <laughs> okay. Jimmy, exactly. Uh-huh. So walk me through that, because, I mean, I think for that, I think most of the answers to the questions we're floating here are tied heavily to whatever that origin source of money is, no? Yes, and I think that that is where I do become a conspiracy theorist, Mm -hmm. because nobody has adequately explained where this guy – and this guy didn't, like, you know, make a few million bucks – this guy was a billionaire. (laughs) And look at the circles that he ran in. And this notion that – he was a math teacher and developed some unique algorithm to mm-hmm. game the stock market mm-hmm. is a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And it, it does seem to have something to do with this guy Wexner out in uh, the Midwest that mm-hmm. he hooked into. That seems to be part of the origin, but it's very murky. Mm-hmm. It has this overlay of some sex thing that, you know, maybe they were lovers or something. It's very, very murky. Nobody has been able to explain it. And then, frankly, he's dead. 
I don't get the impression anybody's really pulling at it. I don't even know if Maxwell knows. No. So mm. it's a very, it's a very, uh, that is a very, very murky situation. And that is where, you know, I will admit as somebody who is far from a conspiracy theorist, I would entertain almost anything. Wow, that's fascinating stuff, Paul Morrow. I mean, the only thing I've learned out of this so far is there are a lot of people out there who are a lot hornier than I am. Or have been in 30 years Yeah, you gotta get on a plane And fly down to some island And risk your life And your good standing I mean, you know what I Al Gore is now coming up I mean, expanding his carbon footprint All the way down to the Caribbean Yeah, you know Al Gore was not Shagging these chicks in the backseat of an electric vehicle Let's get that out of the way right now You can't can't do that stuff in a Prius Um, Let me throw some horse sense questions at you about this, because this is what fascinates me about things that started in a prior technological age and wound up getting exposed because they kind of hung on too long. You know, this was probably something that was going on, you know, 30 years ago, uh, you know, on a grander scale with people besides that. There were maybe other Epsteins out there in society is what I'm saying. And maybe some of those circles stopped swimming before the smartphone infiltrated every one of these beach party orgies and made all of this stuff a little more trackable. Is there a world where something this big could have been kept under the rug if it was like 20 years ago and they just stayed at the party too late? Yeah, I I would say short answer, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because the world was a lot larger Mm -hmm. back then. You know what I mean? And exactly for all the reasons you articulate. And, you know, you see it in the news industry where, like, something happens and before – a reporter even gets on TV to do the hit and explain what was going on. Uh, Twitter mm-hmm. slash X has the entire thing, mm-hmm. and people crowdsource source this stuff, and they get to these answers very quickly. And you know, very often they're wrong, but quite often they're right. And mm-hmm. you're exactly right. It, the, the world was definitely murkier, and it was I I would argue easier to pull off the kind of capers that he apparently did, especially somebody with his kind of money, mm-hmm. and to fly under the radar screen. And, uh, you know, when you look at the fact that his, in his first arrest, mm-hmm. he essentially got away with it. Yeah. You know, they, they, they prosecuted him down in Florida. He got a slap on the wrist. I mean, he should have been stopped a long, long time ago. And that reeks as well, because that was an unconscionable. That's the worst plea deal I've seen since the Hunter Biden <laughs> plea deal. So... That was that's that one stinks to high heaven as well. So yeah, Jimmy, I think that there's a lot of skullduggery there, and I think that uh, one of the things that enabled it was that it was a much larger world. That's great. Yeah, no, I, I get it because the smartphone sunk out, you know, shrunk everything, and sometimes that's better. Like food recipes are everywhere now. Like you can actually get good food everywhere. You know, twenty years yeah, ago, you can yeah, you yeah. can get pizza in, in like Korea. It's yeah. weird, but it's made the rounds. You know, the internet kind of did shrink the world in that regard. Uh, but the obviously the downside is if you are uh, some type of an international sex trafficker, maybe it gets a little trickier. But here's the other question I wanted to tack on: um, Is it common? Because you talk about the the plea deal, the twenty fourteen er. Uh, is it common for the attorney negotiating that plea deal to be granted immunity? Is that does that happen a lot or no? No, that doesn't happen, and that means that the assessment was that the attorney became a fact witness, mm-hmm. and that's something that most experienced attorneys uh, attorneys really endeavor to avoid. Yeah. So you know you don't want to become a witness in your own case, and mm-hmm. aside from the fact that it gets very legally murky and is a little dangerous, mm-hmm. does this. If you become a fact witness, you're no longer getting paid as the attorney. Oh. All right? You're going to have to say, okay, I'm part of this case now. I've got to recuse myself. Go get a different attorney, client. 
Uh-huh. And if there's anything that incentivizes attorneys, it's their ability to bill. <laughs> <laughs> I say that as an attorney. No, you're so, telling me attorneys are in it for the money, Paul Moore. Now, well, hold on. Well, here. I'm implying. I'm implying. Hold on know, here. So. <laughs> Listen, but I got a question for you. Mm. How is it possible mm. that in light of what we know about Epstein's shenanigans, how did Hunter Biden miss all this? <laughs> well, if I don't know, I don't know I if you heard. Like the stones missing Woodstock. How did that happen? <laughs> he was kind of, he was kind of running his because he was he was running Epstein's laptop apparently. <laughs> yeah, was, right, exactly. He was, he was the body man. Yeah, he yeah. was making appointments. He he was doing it on Zoom. It was like Epstein uh, Island on Zoom. I keep waiting to hear. Well, you know, at one point mm. these two got together. It would have been a summit like you know Reagan and Gorbachev. <laughs> But, uh, you know, apparently it never happened. I don't know. You would think they ran in the same circles. That's funny, Paul Morrow. All right, so let me throw one more at you. What do you make of theories out there that said Epstein might have belonged to intelligence? I had heard that once about, I guess it was the Florida, uh, the person who led the plea deal, who at some yeah. point, I'm getting, I'm blanking on the name, but at one point they were being interviewed for a position in the Trump administration. They were asked during the vetting process if that plea deal was going to come back to bite them in the butt, and the person essentially said, we were told to go soft on him because he belonged to intelligence. Now, is that a guy just trying to cover his own ass, or do you think there's anything to that? No, there could be something to that. Yeah. There could be something to that, yeah. Um, in all seriousness, I've been in positions where you had to intercede and say, like, look, you know, this guy's a friendly. Now, that does not mean mm-hmm. that he was card-carrying Mossad, let's say, yeah. or something. Uh-huh. But, you know, at some point he might have, because he was flying all over the world, look, he'd be a good source. Yeah. He'd be a good asset, a mm-hmm. soft asset. You're not going to train him. Mm-hmm. You're not going to uh, sort of weaponize him into something deep and dark. Mm-hmm. But he is the kind of guy, in light of the circles that he ran in, you know, he was dealing with uh, top echelon people in mm-hmm. government, in other foreign governments. If you're in any of the three-letter agencies or any really any intelligence agency, uh, whether it's Mossad, you know, there's mm-hmm. that rumor about him as well, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to say, look, if you see something when you are in Saudi Arabia, you know, mm-hmm. bouncing around with the royal family over there, yeah. you know, let us know what the what the state of the state is, you know, what you're seeing, what you're hearing. Interesting. And so that's not something that's necessarily very official, mm-hmm. but here's what happens, Jimmy. Uh-huh. When somebody like that gives you information, and we, let's posit that he did, mm-hmm. you know, you become a little vulnerable as well because now if he gets in trouble, mm-hmm. he's in a position to leverage that and say, hey, I helped you guys. And yeah. unless you want what I did for you all over the papers, you better help me out here. Wow. And 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 having said all of that, because this would obviously, as, as CIs go, civilian informants for people who don't speak the language, this yeah. would be a pretty noteworthy CI uh, given, oh, given what you've just articulated – does that not make you revisit the idea of someone else wanting to hang him? I know, I, I know, and you know, people are like you know, I, I get grief for this. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I, I've gotten it from other. You know, are you kidding me? You of all people, I don't believe it, I, and it's really down to the fact that maybe the most cynical read of this, people think you're naive. It's no, it's not that. I'm actually more cynical mm-hmm. in that I don't believe anybody involved on the law enforcement side is capable. <laughs> pulling off such a sur- surgical killing inside of prison, it would come out. There were so many eyeballs on it. But you know what, Jimmy? After some of the stuff we've seen over the last couple of years with Crossfire Hurricane and all this yeah. other stuff, I, I, I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know, maybe I'm not conspiracy theorist enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, you are my most trusted source on the air. Off the air, Peter. No, 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 another major problem you have. No, it's a big anyway. problem. No, off the air, though, I, I have Peter McMahon, who gets a lot done for me. Uh, <laughs> he's, yeah. he'd, he'd rather rename, he'd, he'd want to be associated with. Secret agents. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to be associated with the show. He'd rather be named on the Epstein client list than be mentioned on this I show. I think that's probably what most of us should, out of opinion. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, you're the best, Paul Morrow. We'll talk soon. Congrats, buddy. Take Thank care you, now. Man. My man. There he goes, the great Paul Morrow. Did you listen to all of that, man? That's the top to bottom of the Epstein story. Top to bottom. And he doesn't think he hung himself. Uh, he does not think he hung himself. You can't handle the truth! No, I mean, based on what he's telling me, it's possible the guy did hang himself because he just knew he was going to spend life in prison. And again, if you were a billionaire sex trafficker flying all over the world... Shagging underage starlets. I mean, dirtbag stuff, to be clear. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. For sure. But it's a pretty indulgent lifestyle. And I think if you were staring the reality that it was all over and you were going to rot in the cell in a fate, in a, you know, you know, for the rest of your life, I think you might be capable of hanging yourself. I don't, I don't have the answer there one way or the other. But I do know uh, there are a lot of very rich and very powerful people who are shaken in their stiletto boots. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that's crashing the establishment party. I don't recall seeing your name on the guest list. Nothing to be embarrassed about. I sometimes go by my maiden name. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Diamond Dave Landau's coming up. Andy Big showing up as well. We have a caller right now who wants to sneak back onto the show. Michael is in Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> Jimmy, Dude. what a day. J3 was was for you, my friend. Your Fox Nation special drop. You got your own TV show. Wow, what a day J3 was in the Fela house. Am well, I right? Yes, the Falas are laughing, though, because you know I always put you right through when you call because we love you. Uh, and you called just, I mean, if you would have called a minute later than you did, you would have been there for the live announcement. Like, we hung up with you, went to commercial, and came back with the announcement. You could have been there, man. You blew it, kid. I know. I, I really know. So when's your first Botox injection scheduled for? They've fitted me for Spanx right now, and uh, I don't know that they're going to do any plastic surgery. Oh, man. But, I thought it was black market Ozempic. What? Uh, <laughs> Oh, so we're going a whole different way. Yeah, with this. different route. I believe they're bringing in a teeth whitener, uh, things like that. I'm actually Hair a club for men. Yes, I'm, club for men. I'm actually a Scientologist now, so be sure to bring that up when you come. I'm kidding. Oh, but uh, buddy, hot buddy, damn. I'm so excited for you. That, I always say you're the hardest working man at Fox, and now it's paying off. Hey, hey, hey! You. But don't you dare assume my pronouns ever again. I'm kidding. Michael, we love you. I'll see you soon, brother. Let's get him. Let's get him. Diamond Dave Landau around the corner. More, more of your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons as well. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Big hour coming your way of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon and audio. Safe space for cool people. What does that mean, Jimmy? We just heard you yesterday. 
in all these fancy showbiz magazines because you conned people into giving you a TV show. What is an audio safe space for cool people? That's what someone asked me yesterday during an interview. Okay, obviously my first reaction was... Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. How dare you not know? Uh, An audio safe space for cool people is what? It's a place where you can have a conversation, and as long as you're cool, okay, you are welcome to hang out and share your ideas. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. It's not a traditional safe space. I'm like, we're going to give you a trigger warning if we say something that might upset you. No, no, I mean it's a safe space where if you're cool, you can just go be. You don't have to worry about, the, you know, getting canceled or, I mean, clearly there's no intellectual barrier for what would qualify as cancelable behavior on this show. You've heard this show. It sounds like I get paid in Tide Pods and cheap tequila. And I got to be honest with you, the tequila's about to get a lot better. <laughs> but there's only one Tide Pod out there. If you're not getting the extra strength stuff, uh, you're basically wasting your time chewing Tide Pods. Take it from an expert. Okay. Have you ever had a check? Yes, and we cannot reveal the results on the air. But the point is, uh, you know, you're cool. You just, you know, you care about the country. You like talk radio, you know, like chit-chatting, like comedy. You fit in here. That's all it is. I'm not in charge. I am not in charge. I do not steer your vote. I'll give you takes. I'll give you opinions. Do your own thing. Uh, I believe the word I'm looking for is called freedom. There's too many people in conservative media who, you know, super patriots, love the country, USA, baby. But they don't actually, okay, promote freedom on their shows, meaning, heaven forbid, you carry a different ideological persuasion, okay, they don't want you on the show. You don't have the freedom to express that viewpoint. Get off my phone, you idiot. You know who deserves all the credit in the world for this, for real, radio and TV? I, I do mean this. Uh, Sean Hannity, who's the longest-running cable news host in the history of the genre. He's been here since 1996, a flagship broadcast on the show. I was on with him last night. And I'm not trying to butter him up. He doesn't listen to my show. I still don't think he knows I have a show. I, as much as he has me on his TV show, I don't even think he, I mean, he's doing that well for himself. But he's great. Super supportive of me. On the air, off the air, and God love him. But the point is, Sean Hannity is the guy who booked Gavin Newsom. Hey, Gavin Newsom, come on. And I went on the road that weekend. I was in Reno. I was in Carson City. One of the Q&As were like, I can't believe you gave Gavin Newsom a platform. But that's the part some people don't get. And I'm not saying this to disparage the person who asked that question. They were just coming at it from a different angle. Okay, we here at Fox News are trying to book every liberal lawmaker we can. Okay, are they RSVPing yes to those requests? The answer would be no. Not always. Why? Because they don't want to have the idea battle. We do. We want to have the discussion. We don't want elections to be decided by who can call who the bigger racist, the bigger transphobe, the bigger misogynist. Okay, we don't want that to determine who controls the country because if it comes down to name calling okay you get a guy in office like joe biden who has no idea what he's doing tell him like it is okay but even worse he's surrounded by people who have no idea what they're doing i'm kamala harris and i approve this message okay understand okay that's how biden became president So the reason we here at Fox are trying to get liberals like Gavin Newsom to come onto the show is we want to have the idea battle and we want to juxtapose their claims against the numbers so everyone can look at the numbers while simultaneously listening to their claims and go, you are so full of that helps us. We don't. Otherwise, it just becomes, well, they're in their bubble calling us names. And sadly, we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. So if you tell them, well, you know, emotionally, these guys are white supremacists. These guys are terrible. 
got to vote for us. A lot of people want to feel good about themselves. They go, oh, gee, I don't want to vote for the white supremacist. That's not good. Okay, think about Joe Biden when he called voter ID laws Jim Crow on steroids. Voter ID laws, which, by the way, the Georgia voter ID law that he called Jim Crow on steroids resulted in the highest voter turnout in the history of the state. Bingo, man. Bingo. Think about that. So it's not voter suppression. But Stacey Abrams still got on TV and was like, oh, they're still suppressing votes. You just don't see it. Stacey Abrams is fully. Totally. Okay, but you understand why did they do that? They knew votes weren't being suppressed. But they also knew if they could get people to believe Republicans asking for a driver's license were somehow worse than Jim Crow, an era when the Democrats, the Dixiecrats, were physically assaulting people to stop them from voting, passing all types of restrictive laws, grandfather clauses, poll taxes, things to keep people away from the ballot, from, from, you know, voting, but also physical restraints, violence. Okay, and they wanted you to believe in the year 2021 that asking someone to show an ID to vote was worse than Jim Crow. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. Now, do you know what an insult that is to any of the victims of Jim Crow? Do you know what an insult it is to all of the people, black and, to be honest with you, mostly white, who got us out of that era? Everybody likes to tell you America was started in the time of institutional slavery. White people had slavery. You know what else white people did? Are you ready for it? They fought a war to end it. Oh, wow! And no white person alive today is responsible for it, nor are they benefiting from it in any way. So end the conversation. It's stupid stuff. It's beneath us. Okay, are there structural challenges in our society? Oh, girl, absolutely. But no one's trying to solve them. They're trying to divide us along those racial lines because it helps them win elections. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Okay, right now, the race card, okay, is losing luster because there's been so much of it. And a lot of the people that spent the last four years calling you a racist are now running up and down Ivy League campuses yelling, kill the Jews. Okay, Harvard's president who resigned over plagiarism, and they like allegations of plagiarism, just plagiarized everything. Okay, every single paper, pretty much. But you shouldn't even, it shouldn't have come to plagiarism. Yes, they should have found that before she got the gig. But she should have been fired when she went before Congress and didn't condemn calls for genocide against all Jews. I mean, think about that. On Ivy League campuses where they were canceling Halloween because they thought it might be culturally insensitive. She wanted you to believe it wasn't culturally insensitive. It wasn't harassment to be calling to eliminate an entire race through violence. Okay, those are the people who called us racist. Democrats are so full of crap. Yes, the racists. So the other thing they like to do is weaponize the whole do our thing or people will die. Okay, also trades on social pressure, also trades on emotion. Okay. I mean, that's what the climate change movement has been forever. Okay, hey, 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 it's Time Magazine here. The year is 1970, and we're all going to freeze to death in 10 years. 10 years, all going to freeze to death. Okay, we got 10 yet. We got, and activists hit the streets. 
Vote for us so we don't freeze. And by the way, please give us money. Oh, hmm, weird. Okay. The 10 years came and went. Nobody froze. And they're like, wow, this is weird. Ah, this, I am red-faced about this. Uh, Turns out, turns out, uh, we're going to melt. We are all going to melt. But I will, I'll, I'll tell you what, you vote for us, not going to melt. Not, not going to melt is a matter of fact. The science is settled. Uh, anyone who says it's not, ban them from polite society. Don't publish their scientific papers in any peer-reviewed journals. Shun them from the public square because we're all going to melt in 10 years. Okay, So, and by the way, if you, if you could. Please give us money. Oh, then, weird. Okay. Well, then the 10 years came and went. Nobody melted. And they were like, wow, it's actually a little cooler. Some pockets a little melt up. Uh, yeah, oh, there's a word for this. Uh, it's called weather. And uh, nobody, 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 nobody can control it. He knows what he's talking about. Don't even know if man is causing climate change. We don't know that. Nobody passing around the collection plate can tell you that. But it still trades on that self-righteousness that wins people elections. Hey, well, this, you vote for us. These people are going to kill you. The weather's coming. Okay. And why do they love climate change so much? There's no deliverable. We'll never live in an America where you can quantify if we've somehow controlled the weather. Why? Because we can't control the weather. You are correct, sir. But as long as they keep saying, and it's the oldest joke in the book, oh, weatherman, that's a good job to have. You'd be wrong every day. You keep your job. And they just accept it because the weatherman has no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. But they do want you to believe the weatherman knows what's going to happen 75 years from tomorrow. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But why do I bring that up? Because the ultimate collision of facts and feelings comes in climate change and what they're now trying to do with the southern border. So the southern border right now, Secretary Mayorkas, I, I mean, when you talk about his indifference to protecting the country we're living in. He should be behind bars. I know there's not a criminal statute for being a bad <laughs> secretary of Homeland Security. But if there was a criminal statute for failing to protect the country, I'll say it again. He should be behind bars. He's not going to jail. OK, but he has presided over the largest mass migration in the history of this country. Okay, one that has overwhelmed our resources and created a humanitarian crisis on the southern border that has led to a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. People are dying because of what they're doing at the border, dying. We have 200,000 Americans die of fentanyl. They didn't overdose. Okay, they got poisoned. Okay, I say overdose and I get mad every time I do because overdose, it really, I, I, I hate this as a parent. But overdose is a connotation that gets people to take their eye off the ball because they go, I don't have to worry about my kid overdose, and he doesn't even do drugs. I mean, overdosing is something a junkie does. They do a lot of drugs. One day they do too many drugs. No, no, no. These people are taking one pill recreationally for the first time in their lives, and they're dying. Okay, and they're dying because of the toxic levels of fentanyl coming across the border that this administration has allowed to happen. They allowed it to happen. Why? Because the previous policies in place they agreed with but decried as racist in an attempt to win the election. That's what they did. Democrats supported border wall funding under George W. Bush. They voted for it. You know who else they voted for border wall funding under? Barack Obama. They supported border wall funding because they knew you can't have a country if you don't have a border. That's just the way it works. Front door of your house. Is everybody going to feel safe going to sleep tonight if you rip the front door off the house and just leave it wide open so anyone can come and go? I don't know who's coming and going. Neither are you. That's the point. That doesn't mean I think everyone in my neighborhood's a racist. Everyone in my neighborhood's a criminal. It just means this is a common sense, you know, take. But the point is they characterized it as racist in an attempt to win votes. 
and ergo won the election and had to forego border security. Well, we just told everybody who voted for us this was racist. It was bad. We should be building bridges, not walls. Never mind that we all have walls around our houses and not bridges. Uh, we're going to go out and wide rip the border open. So now what they're trying to do, because this has become a monstrous political liability, because every single politician who said they were a sanctuary city and no human being is illegal now has been forced to take in a lot of those human beings. And guess what they're all saying? They're all saying this can't go on. Bingo. Think about that. No, no human beings illegal. We'll take them. Trump doesn't want them coming. You sent them to us. And why did they say that? Because they didn't have to take them. If Trump is cutting down on border crossings as a sanctuary city, you're never going to get people. Okay, but if Biden's letting in 8 million people, guess what sanctuary cities are going to get? An awful lot of migrants. Correct the mundo. Now, because it is a massive political liability and there's no plan in place to truly solve it, okay, what are they trying to do? Secretary Mayorkas yesterday with a straight face, with a straight face, said this is all caused by climate change. <laughs> this is, I would say it's weapons-grade stupid because it's, it is weapons-grade stupid, but it would have to be you know, you'd have to believe he believed this in order to call it weapons grade stupid. He doesn't believe this. This is this the perfect marriage for their ideology. Hey, we've told them closing the border is racist, and we've told them we're all going to die if you don't vote for our climate policies, so let's try to turn this negative into a positive. Okay, and what are they looking out for in that moment? Their agenda. But are they looking out for any of the people affected by this? The answer would be no. No. So they're not saying, when you see 8 million people crossing the borders, hey, what do we do about these kids getting screwed in the inner cities, American citizens, whose classrooms are now getting overwhelmed by so many extra students, whose after-school programs are being shuttered because they can't have a ball field, but they need to house migrants there. Veterans facilities that are now kicking out veterans because we need to put migrants there. We're not offering a solution for that. No, we just have an election, and we need to do something to take this issue from a negative to a positive. So I'm going to play you a clip when we come back that should disqualify any single politician who accepts this, okay, who accepts this as a realistic explanation for the border crisis should be banned from polite society. Now, I'm not pro-censorship. I have a book coming out about cancel culture. But I'm just saying in terms of you being asked to take them seriously ever again. I will play you the most intellectually disqualifying clip you have ever heard, which is fascinating considering the caliber of intellect that hosts this show. I think he's got a point. The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here, and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. an old bank robber by the name of Willie Sutton, who was once asked, why do you rob banks? To which he replied, because that's where the money is. <laughs> why do people cross the southern border right now? Because we're letting them. If you ain't letting them, if you're not letting them, if the word is out on the street that you ain't getting in, are they walking a thousand miles to get shown the door? The answer would be no. But here is Mayorkas, first and foremost, trying to blame Governor Abbott. Clip 24. Let me identify one fundamental problem here, and that is the fact that we have one governor 
in the state of Texas who is refusing to cooperate with other, other governors and other local officials and coordinate efforts to address a challenge that our country, which this country should stand united to address, that our country is facing. And it's a remarkable failure of governance to refuse to cooperate with one's fellow local and state officials. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Actual human waste. And I mean that. I've met him. I've met him at cocktail. But just a gar- what a garbage thing to say. Because you're trying to put this on Abbott. Here it is, guys. Okay? The previous administration cut illegal border crossings by 80%. Okay? The current administration ended those policies. That's stupid. Use your common sense. So is Greg Abbott the reason we have 8 million migrants? The answer would be no. Neither is climate change. Here it is, clip 25. You know, I am involved in bilateral and multilateral meetings with my counterparts from foreign countries in Europe, in Asia, in the Indo-Pacific, all over the world. And migration, the challenge of displaced people, is a subject that comes up in every single conversation. We have the effects of climate change, <laughs> poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism. Now, he's not wrong when he says there's increasing levels of authoritarianism. Sadly, it's all happening in this country. (laughs) They're like, uh, you know, firing from your job if you don't take the vaccine they want, forcing pregnant women to get it, jailing their political opponents. But is anyone fleeing a foreign country because of climate change? No, they're fleeing these countries because ours is letting them in. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing at 888-788-9910. Andy Biggs is coming up in a little while. Diamond Dave Landau, nationally touring comedian, fan favorite on this show, comedy sexiest man. Someone who would have been on the debut episode of Fox News Saturday night, but he had a stand-up gig. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Stomp it, Diamond Dave. You can see him all the time. Uh, this show, just so you guys understand, um, is going to be like nothing else you've seen on Fox. Like, they don't want me pulling all the guests that are on all the other shows. They want me building a unique thing. So you're going to see a lot of my dirtbag friends that I grew up with and like family members and everything like that. And uh, it is going to be an absolute free-for-all, which is exactly what we're doing here on the radio. It's great. Uh, you guys are awesome. But the Mayorkas comments I was just playing you about Democrats trying to tie border security to climate change to climate change. That was embarrassing. We're living in the death of shame. But when they utter one of these sound bites, they're trying to, for real, they're trying to reposition this issue in the eye of the voter. Yes, it borders bad. Of course it's bad. These idiot Republicans who don't support climate change. You know, time was you'd let the government tell you what car to drive, what stove to use, what light bulb to use, what water heater to use. Even though all the people telling you that weren't adhering to any of it. You know, time was you'd just let them have a free pass. Of course it wasn't. That's clown stuff. We never lived that way. We lived in America where we had freedom. And the whole hook, the whole hook of America, the reason we had to beat up the Brits up and down the coast Okay, the reason we did it 
is we wanted less government in our lives. That was the point. We'll go. You know what the government's supposed to do? Our government, the United States government, okay, for real, it's supposed to make sure you have bridges and roads and you don't end up speaking Mandarin because China showed up and, and kicked the pants out of everybody. You know, that's what the government's supposed to do. It's supposed to protect you from foreign enemies, and it's supposed to maintain a critical functioning infrastructure. Along the way, okay, the publicly subsidized things we buy with our tax dollars, like schools, are supposed to educate our children. Okay, police are supposed to keep our streets safe. But now we have one political party that actually decided to wage war on the police. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. It's crazy talk what's going on in this country right now. When you look around at America, I travel the country, man. Travel the country. Okay, we got to launch a TV show, so I'm in town the next two months. March 1st, Idaho Falls. March 2nd, Sacramento. March 8th, Fort Lauderdale. March 9th, Ponte Vedra. March 29th, Helena, Montana. March 30th, Spokane, Washington. April 5th, Federal Way, Seattle. April 6th, Boise, Idaho. May 18th, Boston, Massachusetts. I'm everywhere in this country. Everywhere. And when you got, I was just in Texas and, oh, my God, where have I been? Nashville, Reno, like the last couple of weeks, Pittsburgh, Naples, everywhere. Okay, I've, I've everywhere. We have been everywhere. I'm the Travelocity gnome if he had a microphone and a bunch of, you know, <laughs> a bunch of dirty jokes. But the point is you can't look around society and not notice the decline in the quality of life. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. I don't care if you like Trump. It's not my job to work out your Trump issues. Okay, but you understand Trump for whatever you thought of him. Okay, I don't want to call him America first. Trump was Twitter first. Okay, he 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 got on Twitter before he did anything. <laughs> it was like, yeah, if it was on his mind, you were going to hear about him. And I, you know, to be honest with you, people liked the candor, even if they didn't even agree with it. They liked it because it wasn't a guy speaking to you through a focus group where 55 people combed over the statement. And they actually like algorithmed the words coming out of his mouth to engender the most positive response. No, Donald Trump, believe me, okay, throw a 105 mile an hour fastball. But there were days where he couldn't find the strike zone. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this. But people would rather have that. Than the folks speaking to you in carefully curated sound bites about DEI and equity and diversity and climate tolerance and climate reparations who are simultaneously destroying the country. Okay, but when Mayorkas tries to reframe the border as well, you know, mass migrations are a problem all over the world because of climate change. Because of climate change? Come on, don't bullshit me. Dude, climate change is white privilege. Climate change is wealth privilege, okay? People who are migrants forced to flee can't provide an adequate life for my family. Do you know what they're not thinking about at any hour of the day? They're not thinking about what the weather's doing in 75 years. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, nor is the weather changing right now in ways that would impact the quality of life in any of these regions any differently than it has in the last hundred years. 
Oaks, did you remember a couple of weeks ago I was playing these Hillary Clinton clips in December where she was talking about we can now calculate the number of deaths caused by climate change? <laughs> no, we can't. And to be clear, because of technological advances, improvements in structural engineering, we are now dying, thankfully, from weather-related catastrophes at the lowest rate per capita that we have in the history of the world. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Okay, I know it's not a consolation if you lost someone in a storm. Okay, but the windows are better. The structures are better. The bridges are better. The, you know, everything's better. The vehicles are better. Everything's better. Everything. Okay, it doesn't mean it's good news. Tornado comes. You don't go, look, kids. Good news. Tornado. Of course it's bad. Okay, but you can't say to the tornado, hey, hey, oh, hey, we voted Democrat this election, so don't come. Okay, that's not how tornadoes work. It's not how nature works. It's not how mother nature works, and it is mother nature. I refuse to call it birthing person nature. Okay, we've assumed her pronouns forever. Do not tell me mother nature is transitioning. Okay, I just, I don't have it in me to play along with my... I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. It's exhausting. But the point is, like when Hillary Clinton said in December, the heat, the heat deaths in Africa, we have heat deaths in Africa. That's what she said. Oh, shut up, woman. Okay, here's a newsflash for you guys. If you were a weatherman in Africa, okay, somehow, you know those people every once in a while you open up like the internet, there's a 131-year-old Russian woman. Like, wait, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, my husband, we were married 62 years. He died in 1962. You're like, what? She's been widowed 62 more years. It's crazy, right? But if you were that weatherman in Africa, you're 131 years old. 131. You've been on the air since you were 19, okay? So you've been a weatherman for 112 years. 112 years, and you didn't get ousted as a lot of the elder guys did in the Me Too era because Me Too happened 10 years ago, and let's be honest, if you were 131, uh, I don't know. I don't know that you were shagging chicks at 121. That is correct. I mean, you might I don't know. I mean, again, you made it to 131. You clearly have a longevity that I don't know I will possess uh, when it comes to the ladies. And believe me, I like, listen. I'm a fan. I am a fan of the ladies. I love it when you talk dirty. I just, I, listen, I just, I, it sucks. Uh, sorry. And there's a lot of chubby chasers in the audience. And it, it, it hurts me to say this to you, baby. But I, I found, I just found the type of good woman that it just, it's a, she, they, they hand you a compass. It's not like she runs your life. I'm, I'm probably in charge, but obviously we're partners like CEOs of this small entity. But the point is, it's a compass. Jenny Fail is a compass. You just walk around and there's a North Star and that's where you go. Okay. But the point to this man being 131 years old and being a weatherman, weather person, uh, if it's going to upset some people, in Africa for 112 years. That's what we said. He's been on the job 112 years. It's just worth pointing out that in Africa, if you were a weatherman for the past 112 years, you gave the same forecast every day. Hey, guys, uh, it's your weatherman. Let's go to Stu with the weather. Thanks, guys. Tomorrow, it's going to be hot as And then, well, yeah, the weekend, Saturday, it's going to be hot as 
Uh, yeah. What about Sunday? Uh, Sunday is actually, uh, yeah, so it's, it's hot as every day. So when they start saying things to you like, oh, it's hot out in Africa. You better give us some cash. I'm going to fly it in my private jet to tell everybody else to move around a little less because it's hot out in Africa. Now, listen, I'm here spreading the gospel. I'm saving your life. This jet fuel ain't cheap, girl. Money, 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 money. Exactly. Okay. And do they actually pay up in Africa? Does Africa go, hey, John Kerry, here's some money for climate change? The answer would be no. No. These countries don't pay. We give them our money. Hey, this it's bad. No, it's bad. It's hot in Africa. It's been, it's been hot out this week. It was hot last week. This week that it's, it's hot this week. All right. Here's some money from us, from the United States, to deal with this. Climate injustice, climate reparations. You know, we can control the weather here in the United States, which is crazy because it's really lousy out every day this week. I mean, I live in a liberal city. I'd like to think I could call in a sunny day. I just announced that I had my own TV show last night. I would have liked a 55-degree day. No, nothing. The libs didn't hook me up. But the point is, when you start to hear them marry the ridiculousness of climate change, the fear-mongering of climate change, okay, to the border, that is a level of utter shamelessness. Utter shamelessness. Okay, first and foremost, back to the Willie Sutton analogy. Famous bank robber Willie Sutton. Hey, man, why do you rob all these banks? Because that's where the money is. Okay, but do you understand to the border, it's the same logic. Hey, man, why do you keep trafficking people off across the United States border? Because that's where the money is. Okay, they're getting in. And we, the cartels, the human traffickers, the drug smugglers, it's a $2 billion industry for us. Ergo, we've smuggled 8 million people into the country that we know of. Okay, and we're not even smuggling them anymore because the new deal is just get them there and get them caught and they get let in. Imagine that. Imagine that. And then you're told it's racist or, you know, if you oppose this, you obviously oppose the conditions and the climate. You're a climate denier. But none of this has anything to do with the fundamental reason of why the border is open. Okay, and believe me, I have empathy for people who want to come here for a better life. I just wish everybody here who is disingenuously scapegoating the country and race baiting us and dividing us over fake pretend oppression would acknowledge that tens of millions of people are trying to come here because we have the highest quality of life in the world. Is it going downhill? Yes. Is it fixable? Yes. But we have to have honest conversations. The border is not sitting here saddled with 8 million people overwhelmed Texas border towns that have been overwhelmed for the last 7 million people. Liberals are only speaking up because the latest million is starting to wind up in their cities, the cities who pretended they wanted them. Okay, but understand, we're not in this position because of the climate. Okay, if you are somehow concerned, really, though, okay, if you're wearing like a, you know, you guys have no food, like you're hunting for food, okay, I promise you. You might care about how the weather's going to affect that night's hunt, but you've never even heard of climate change. You know, it's stupid. It's something rich people do to feel better about their guilt over living the spectacular, prosperous life that they have. It's so good, man. I don't do anything. I married Teresa Hines. I got my ass handed to me by George W. Bush in a presidential election. I've got it.
I'll become a climate crusader. I'll get on my wife's catch-up plane. I'm John Kerry the climate crusader. Now, I don't do anything. I don't contribute anything to the world. I couldn't win a presidential election. But I'll enjoy presidential bureaucratic powers as a climate czar by flying around the world telling everybody how to live their life. Now, hey, I get it. They don't care about the issue. They don't actually want to commit to any of the changes we're suggesting. And hear me out because I'm not committing to any of these changes either. But, but, but we will subsidize the issue. We will pay other countries to play along. And this can become a signature issue for us. It gives the government more control. It gives it a capacity to more heavily regulate industries. Okay. It gives us a voting block, a significant lane to run in amongst gullible White people, white people, white people. Okay, if you want to talk about diversity, you know where there's no diversity? At a climate rally. It's all rich white kids whose parents didn't beat them. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Oh, girl, just letting the music roll. It's a good peppy beat. Cheer you up a little bit. Unless you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, people always message me, yeah, listen to me a podcast. Thank you. Okay, you're listening to completely different music that we have to dub in because it's different distribution rights than the stuff you play on Terrestrial. On Terrestrial, we have the greatest music on the radio. People always message me that. And it's funny because when I hear the podcast, I'm like, that was Maneater by Hole and Oats. But you're listening to the podcast and you're like, you're not telling me the truth. <laughs> it's a totally different ballgame. But the point is the vibe is the same. Fox took a man with no formal broadcast training. Zero. I'm like, I don't know. Just throw him on the radio. Maybe it'll work. And uh, here we are. Uh, my stand-up comedy special. Uh, you know, I'm a multi. Am I a mogul? I'm not a mogul because moguls have a money. I don't think money, you know, but I you know, have a good time and that's great. But uh, my stand-up special is out this month. My book is out this month. And my TV show launches next Saturday night. I mean, hot damn, Jimmy Fallon. This is a wild time to be us. But if you didn't see the special yet, it dropped yesterday on Fox Nation. Um, you can subscribe to Fox Nation. It's $1.99 a month. Come on, girlfriend. For all the radio I give you, I can't get $1.99 so you can come to the comedy show. What's wrong with you, Pete? I mean, really? $1.99? That's not right. Yeah, really. Log in. Sign up right now. And if you pre-order the book. So here's the thing about the book. Buy the book. We're going on tour. Once the TV show launches, we're going to be announcing additional stand-up dates. Everybody keeps messaging like, I want an autographed copy of the book. Okay, we're not going to mail out, you know, a million individual autographed copies of the book. But I am going to sign every copy of every book I ever meet someone with in their possession. That's how it's going to work. If I run into you, I get my book. Believe me, I'm going to sign the hell out of it. I am a former cab driver. It is so burnt into my retinas when I look at you as a person. Like, if you meet me in person, just know I see you, but there's a flashing taxi meter over your face. It's like a watermark image. That's, you know, part of my consciousness. I will never forget, like, where I came from, uh, especially in this game when you're always one wrong turn from being back in that, <laughs> back in that seat. You know what I'm saying? You got to play some defense over here. But the point is the book is available at foxnewsbooks.com. It's called the Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. And uh, you'll actually love it. Like you act, you 
I listen, I hate everything I do because you have to. That's how you get better. That's how you work hard at stuff. But when I looked at the finished product of this book, it's like my stand-up special, they let me edit it. Like, they didn't, like, you know, I was messaged about my special. They're like, let us know if you want to take anything out. I was like, wait, what? I, wait, the comic is in charge of what you want to take out? That can't be good. It's not true. It was great because we really went bananas. Like, there was, I'm just telling you now, buckle up because we took it way too far on way too many occasions. But if you know the difference between a joke and a hate crime, you're actually going to appreciate the fact that I handed you this. So enjoy it. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And here we go. Big hour coming up on this show. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's what it's called. I'm the host. And uh, I have rounded up people that I like talking to in this hour. Uh, I'm still taking applications for additional talkers at 888-788-9910. There's only one rule, uh, the price, the barrier of admission. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. It's a feel-good show, okay? The country's on fire. I'm just inviting anybody who feels like picking up a stick and roasting a few marshmallows to join us around the blaze. That's the hook of the show. So Andy Biggs, if you're a liberal, you might hate him. He's a pro-border security Arizona Republican, Trump supporter. A lot of liberals might be listening to that right now. And we're out of here. (laughs) We got you booked who? You must have got manure for your brains. Okay, and Diamond Dave Landau, who everybody loves. Bipartisan love for Diamond Dave, who's uh, as good of a comic as there is. Uh, he'll stop by in this hour uh, to talk about his tour dates and, more importantly, the plagiarism scandal at Harvard and the collective nervousness amongst the elites when it comes to the Epstein client list. Okay, a lot of people doing bad stuff with underage kids down in the Caribbean and a list of who was saving the dates for those parties uh, is trickling its way into the press right now. It doesn't mean everybody on the list did something wrong. Uh, but if you're flying to a place called Pedophile Island, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you knew there were some underage things happening on the island. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, no. I I went to this place called Black Jack Village, but I had no idea there was gambling going on. None, none, zero. This is this is a shock to me. I flew to Black Jack Village on two hundred occasions. <laughs> I had no idea there was no gambling. No, no idea. Pedophile Island? No, I didn't. What? Pedophile? I thought there was like a turn ethnic term or something. I didn't know it was pedophile. Island. It's weird. Also, oh, you're saying there were underage girls. Wait, there were. <laughs> there were underage models on this island that were having sex with people this whole time I was flying there every weekend for 20 years. And you're going to tell me that this whole time I had no idea. Come on, don't bullshit me. But that's what some of them are trying to do. No, no idea. Wow. No, it's uh, well, I just bought a ticket to Pedophile Island. I never once stopped to think what might be going on there. I know when the wife and I saved up enough money to buy a condo in Lasagna Village, 
we never once thought about what type of ethnic cuisine they would serve. So you're telling me there's been Italian food served at Lasagna Village <laughs> this whole time? Is that what you're telling me? And that's what people are trying to say now about Epstein. The whole point of going there, it was called Pedophile Island. You know what the jet was called? The jet was called the Lolita Express. Named after a Russian novel about an underage girl a man was attracted to. Hey, I'm boarding the Lolita Express. And apparently this whole time. I've been checking my bags while some model was checking my bag this whole time. (laughs) I had no idea this plane named after an underage sexual attraction was flying in other underage sexual attractions. I was like, oh, wait, come to think of it 30 years later in hindsight. They did look a little young on, on the Lolita Express. They did at pedophile. They're trying to play dumb. And some of you might, you know, listen to this who consume comedy in the modern era, who don't know real comedians. Real quick, we don't care. We don't care. We're not trying to offend you. I'm not a shock shock. I'm just mocking the absurdity of what's going on in our world right now, where there are people listening to this who might actually be listening to this and getting upset by the type of jokes I'm telling instead of the types of deeds they were doing. That's where you know the compass is broken. Ah, come on, you joke about that. Underage sex trafficking. How dare you You joke about what they're doing on Pedophile Island. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. You want to know why? Because it brings attention to what they're doing on Pedophile Island. Policing the comedians who joke about it doesn't bring us any closer to the pedophiles that did it. Does it bring you any closer to accountability, universal condemnation? Nothing. Richest people in the world are on that list. The richest people in the world. Most powerful people in the world. Okay, we had a former president who's on that flight at least 26 times that we know of. This is not okay. Think about that. Okay. So you tell me Trump knew Epstein. I don't, I don't know how he knew him. I don't know what, what, you know, I know he's been in Mar-a-Lago. That's a thing. I'm not giving anybody a free pass. I'm just telling you that we know there was an island called Pedophile Island. And the world's wealthiest people were flying on a jet called the Lolita Express to Pedophile Island. Wait, so you mean to tell me I was flying on the pizza plane to Garlic Knot Island and they were serving Italian food that we, that's, wait, come on. I never once thought of that. I mean, that's what they're trying to say to you. It's bananas. Okay, and the fact that the wealthy elites all partook in this, okay, is what ultimately made this doable for as long as it was doable, is they had that theory of mutually assured self-destruction. Jeffrey Epstein is a billionaire. Okay, think about this. Think about this. Really think about this. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's dig in. Jeffrey Epstein is a billionaire. To this day, okay, years removed from his death, however it happened, real or fake, whatever, you know, meaning they hung him. I don't, I don't actually have a definitive answer. Uh, but however it happened, okay, he is a billionaire, okay, socializing in the most elite circles of power and politics in the world. And to this day, the government doesn't know how he made his money. 
And you're telling me this in an America where they want to audit every Venmo transaction you send for $600 or more. So if Jenny Fela, the general store, Salisbury General Store, Jenny Fela, making furniture, repurposing furniture, doing all Jenny Fela stuff a farm girl does. Okay, if Jenny Fela, the Salisbury General Store, goes and sends a $600 million, uh, $600 Venmo, $600 Venmo, the IRS wants to know about it. Hey, whoa, 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 $600. Oh, yo, where's this money coming from? Where's it going? What are you doing here? $600. But Jeffrey Epstein is worth $2 billion, and the feds don't want to know? Okay, does that not strike you as a—it goes beyond intellectual laziness, okay? The lack of intellectual curiosity into what a guy like that is doing for that kind of money on an island called Pedophile Island with all the rich people who flew there on the Underage Girl Express kind of makes you think the fix might be in a little bit. No? I don't expect to get a straight answer on that out of the government anytime soon, but you damn well better believe I'm going to discuss it with Diamond Dave Landau when we come back. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There we are. Jimmy's just playing mouth instruments. Delirious. I haven't slept since 1994. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Diamond Dave Landau in the on-deck circle. Swinging one of those bats with a donut around it. Remember that? We're also supposed to hear from Representative Andy Biggs from the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona. But, you know, Biggs is doing his Congress stuff. They got a battle over the budget, the border. Biden was saying the other day, they got to give me the money. They got to give me the money to fix the border. They got to give me the money. I would like to fix it. I mean, I got in and broke it on purpose. Like we stopped building the wall. We had the we had the money for it then, and we had to remain in Mexico. I repealed those things. It caused the the process uh, that has led to this humanitarian crisis that has overwhelmed the country. But if Republicans would just help me out. We would have a situation here that would be a lot better. I mean, you're alive. But can you imagine? This is why I'm telling you, Trump may never win another election in this country. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not telling you this emphatically. Don't write me one of those hate emails. But the point is, regardless of whether he ever wins another another election, regardless of whether or not he ever does, he has made it so hard on status quo politicians to connect with people because you see through the ridiculousness of what everyone was falling for. You know, you vote so hard for one party that you'd actually accept that. If you do, you accept that explanation from Biden. Like people accept that as an explanation. Well, I don't Republicans want to talk about the border. Why? Because they won't give Biden the money to solve it. Guys, here's a newsflash. Biden doesn't need any money to solve it. Oh, wow. We're actually paying people to destroy the materials for the border wall. The Remain in Mexico policy, that's cheaper for us. 
because it means we don't need as many agents to process migrants. It means we don't need as many planes to fly them to new sanctuary cities. It means we don't need to vacate as many hotels and buy out their rooms with federal taxpayer dollars. Okay, re-implementing Trump's border policies doesn't actually cost you anything. Okay, the current border policy costs you money because we let 8 million people into the country and now we have to pay for that stuff to happen. But Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. Okay, but it's an expensive, an expensive greeting. And I am not begrudging anybody who migrates to this country. They're not. Stop it. They want to make a better life for themselves. Of course you come here. It's where you come. It's America, man. But you got to come legally. And what the Democrats have tried to do to make this the political wedge issue that it already was bigger, to say, ah, oh, the Republicans anti-immigrant, ah, oh, that'll work. No, nobody, nobody is saying don't come. Nobody in the Republican Party is saying, you're not welcome. Nobody. They're saying you got to come legally. We need you to come here legally. You pay taxes. You buy into the system. You contribute to society, which a lot of these people want to do. But why are they coming illegally? Because they're getting in. If they were told, all right, listen, now you could wait to come here legally 10 years. Or you could walk in the door an hour from now and we'll just fly you to a city and you're on your way. Here's some free health care from Gavin Newsom. Okay, we all know what choice they're making. Nobody's waiting 10 years. Okay, but that's why the border is where it is. Joining us now, a man who knows a lot about the border. I mean, all kinds of the U.S. southern border. Makes a run for the border. I don't doubt he goes to Taco Bell. He's probably been to a Borders books. Probably knows the words to Borderline by Madonna. Representative Andy Biggs on the show. Hey, man. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. Or the Borders song by Elton John. That's the oh, one I know better. Big. You know, there's a thing about it, Biggs, and you deserve credit for this. And I want to stop the show because me and you like to pick on each other. You always tag a reference. Like If I make a reference, you'll add a joke to it or a reference or something. Um, and I appreciate that about you. But you're a great live act. People need to see Biggs live. You should be like the Grateful Dead. They should follow you around the road. Yeah, most people would be grateful if I were dead. But I'm going to stay in there, brother. I'm staying in. I'm staying in. Biggs is hot today. All right, let's talk about it, man. Because my argument is, you know, Biden's trying to make the border a Republican issue now. There's two great things going on. One of them I genuinely laughed. You know when you're a little kid and something's so funny to you that because you heard like a dirty word when you were five and you laugh so hard like it's almost threatening to your health? Did you ever have that experience? I I wouldn't have recognized a dirty word from dirty laundry. No, I, I, I never did, Jimmy. I'm oh, sorry. Biggs. I, I, I you love, I love when, when I was a kid. I love when your media training kicks in and you're like, no, the Biggs is. I've never had a beer. I've never broken the speed limit. No. I represent the people of the fighting fifth, Jimmy. No. But anyway, anyway, just hear me out here. When my orcas, when my orcas tried to blame the border crisis on climate change, which I know it's been done once before by this administration, but it's so utterly shameless, it actually becomes funny to me. And funny because it would be infuriating if you believed they believed that. But they don't believe that. That's just a way to wedge two issues together and blame somebody else for the problem. <laughs> well, it is funny. I, I, I laughed out loud when I heard that as well. Because, I mean, Jimmy, think about it. Even even crazy Democrat mayors mm-hmm. like Mr. Adams, Mayor Adams, they're, they're, they're like, oh, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. And, oh, yeah, well, we can't stop because it's climate change. Can't do it. It's too hot. <laughs> too old. Maybe it's too cold. But we don't know. But it's one or the other. It's, it's something. And, <laughs> yeah. It's cra- it, it is absolutely crazy. But you know what my other favorite one was? Yeah. It was the, the Chicago mayor. Maybe Chicago yeah. is Detroit, you yeah. know. 
Uh, yeah, this is this is all it's all the Republicans' fault. It's Texas' fault. No, it's Denver <laughs> mayor. That's who it was. Denver yeah. mayor. It's Texas' fault. Yeah. You know, doggone it, because they're they're sending just a small mu- fraction of the people coming into their their yeah. state. They're sending to us. I, I love you know? that one so much. It's like so. Texas took in the first seven million all by themselves. <laughs> they want the other fifty states to chip in on the remaining million. <laughs> like, how dare you, Texas? So selfish. Exactly. It's, it's stunning. You know, and, and the, the, the only Democrat uh, mayors and stuff that you're not hearing this from is, uh, you know, Hawaii and Alaska yep. because they're, they're not getting it. Yep. They don't, they're not going to get it. We're, uh, uh, our wonderful team at DHS is not sending folks to Alaska and Hawaii. Mm-hmm. That, and I just want once when I go down there and I'm talking to some guy from Guinea who can't speak English and I can't speak whatever they speak in Guinea, Guineas, whatever. And, and I say, where are you from? He, they all understand what I'm saying when I say, where are you from? And he pulls at a laminated, Jimmy, a laminated card with three phone numbers with, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Joe, Bob, and Bill, and, and a specific address somewhere. I just want to once see one in, I don't know, uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Never going to see it. <laughs> no, Never going to see it. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. We're talking Arizona Representative Andy Biggs, and I laugh. I'm laughing at this. But the other thing Biden tried saying is, well, you know, he wants to fix the border. Republicans got to give them the money for it. Now, Biggs, let's clarify something for the <laughs> listener, okay? The thing he's doing now is what's cost is is what we need money for. Okay, the thing that was in place was a hell of a whole lot cheaper. You build a wall and remain in Mexico means you don't let them in, fly them around the country, and put them up in hotels. Isn't he the reason there'd be money needed at the border? Oh yeah, absolutely. And then and then when he doesn't bother to say if you put peel it back, you're going to say you're going to see he's he wants the money to facilitate. Faster and more well, let's just say more expedited distribution of these people away yeah. from the border through the country. Yeah. And by the way, I'm on the border yesterday, and at the same time I'm on the border, uh, a very small announcement that it, that I picked up in one uh, uh, report said they're going to give 1.2 billion dollars to the illegal aliens, so uh, kids, so they could get technical education and become more employable. Mm. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, well, I know. Another another proud America first moment. (laughs) It's so so crazy. And it's like, listen, I get that people want to come here and make a better life. But wouldn't it be funny, you know, or or at least better if the Democrats would acknowledge that people want to come here to make a better life because it's not the oppressive hellhole that they spend the next election year telling us it is. Yeah, it it is kind of ironic, isn't it? Although I'm not sure anymore why they're why they're coming i mean uh, i don't think they think it's going to be greater i think they're going to think they're going to get more benefits you know it's like walmart opened up and and, and you can shoplift under a thousand bucks now that's what, that's what it is. <laughs> biggs you're on fire today take a bow we'll do it again soon brother we love you there he goes the great andy biggs there it is fox across america with jimmy Fallon. Only the finest Van Hagar for our next guest. Comedy sexiest man. A made guy on a brand new TV show called Fox News Saturday Night. Something you'll be seeing quite a bit of. Uh, Diamond Dave Landau is here to rejoice in our newly found good fortune. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you, sir? Uh, I'm fired up. I am. Uh, I'm a little upset 
that uh, you pulled a diva move and you refused to do the premiere. I, I, pr- I, I get you have scheduling conflicts, but the, I thought the language was a little much. Well, I think you deserved it. <laughs> Good for you, man. I, I got to congratulate you. That is, uh, that's the best news I've heard that didn't involve me. <laughs> so but fun. honestly, I'm very, very happy for you. There's very few people that actually deserve something in this business. That's the best way I can word it. Yeah, oh, that's and funny. You're one of the people that do, and I'm very happy for you. Well, very listen, happy for you. that means a lot to me. But just to build to a point of clarity, there are a lot of people in this business that deserve something. It's called butt cancer. It's- yes, <laughs> it is, and it's it's a good eighty percent of show business. <laughs> Yo, do you want to laugh? All right, it's a great moment. Give me and you can have these conversations. I was at a meeting at CBS twenty fourteen, so I'm like, uh, I'm not a full time cab driver, but I'm like, uh, you rent a cab for the week and you drive it when you feel like it. Like that's what I'm at. So you're gonna drive it, you know, eight or ten hours a day, but you rent it for the week because it's like it's side money, okay? But that's where I'm at in life. I was at a meeting with CBS, the greatest thing in the world. So I was talking to these two dudes about some potential, like, greatest race-type project that they wanted comedians on. And I goes, no, that guy's a snake. And the guy sitting across from him goes, hey, it's show business. We're all snakes. You're a snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And then, then it's, you know, once you stand behind the magician, as you and I have, you have a totally different appreciation for the rabbit coming out of that hat, don't you? Oh, it's the best. The best. <laughs> One of my favorite things I've ever heard was, "I'm your agent. I don't lie." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I'm sorry. What?" Well, that's a, like, I, I, uh, what do I pay you for? Oh, that's so freaking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that's, I thought that's what you do. That's, that's the whole gig here. That's the whole gig here. <laughs> Uh, Dave Landau is on the phone. We're having a laugh. Uh, you will see Diamond Dave on the all-new Fox News Saturday night any day now. Uh, next week. So next week's the launch. And uh, me and you haven't had one single chance to talk outside of text messaging. And uh, while we're talking about our digital conversations, if you guys don't follow Dave on Twitter, it's Landau, L-A-N-D-A-U, Dave, on Twitter. The specific reason I just want you to follow them is the show meme. So when Dave comes on the show, you guys post a meme of you and me. Uh, did you guys actually make you and me the bushwhackers today? the old WWF tag team? You bet I did. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. It's it's probably my favorite one ever because I loved the uh, the Bushwhackers were the best because they walked. It wasn't just that they had that, like, disposition of extras from Deliverance, but they walked into the ring, if you remember, with, like, the swinging arms and everything. Oh, it was the best. And I, I thought of it because over the like last couple of weeks, I was home in Detroit and I brought my son to WWE, oh, yeah. which has changed. But <laughs> it was still kind of for the better. Like one guy came out and he had two girls with him, but they weren't girls. Oh, no. I don't know how to word this on radio. <laughs> uh, but my son, my son, who's eight goes, uh, are they ladies and men? And I was like, I don't know. Eat your popcorn. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then my son goes, looks like a couple of Sally's to me. And I couldn't stop crying laughing because he's <laughs> Sally's. And I don't, I don't know why he was talking like we were at the track in 1950. <laughs> um, but then they, the, the wrestlers proceeded to uh, beat them. So I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm watching. 
but we should just go for a walk for a little while and come back. I'll want your favorite wrestlers on. <laughs> things have changed, and I don't know. I don't know if this is bad or good. I, I'm confused. That is so. That is so funny. So think about this. Think about how much showbiz has changed. Uh, now, when the ring announcer walks into the ring and says, "Ladies and gentlemen," he's addressing one person. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just I didn't know what to expect. I was like. Look, I can deal with barbed wire and broken glass if you want to go back to the late 90s. I don't know how to explain this one. We, we were able to get through ravishing Rick Rude making out with women in the middle of the ring. Do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. I can deal with mankind falling through a cage and almost dying in front of his kids. But this seems a bit much. <laughs> Diamond Dave Landau is on the, on the line. We're going through, hey, you kids, get off my wrestling apron. That's true. We had, we had it better. Look, we had the Bushwhackers, but we also we had Hulk, Andre the Giant, oh, Jake yeah. the Snake, and, had, you know, crack and steroids. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> my my favorite thing about, like, what, what, is the parts of wrestling that weren't trying. And what I mean by that is there'd be a wrestler who'd wrestle three times on the same card. He'd come out with a mask on the second time. But it was the same guy with the same tattoo on his arm in the same red Speedo. But now he had a mask on and he was like Mr. X. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loved how wrestling like put so much effort into production value in the 80s. But they'd still cut some corners for the undercard matches. Oh, absolutely. It, it's one guy just getting brutalized. <laughs> and then for some reason, Hulk gets everything, including movies. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> They're like, this guy's our golden ticket. But you're probably going to be pulverized and not going to be able to walk to your mailbox in 1998. <laughs> now, listen, Hulk Hogan's going to be on MTV and Saturday Night Live. You're getting hit with a Lincoln at 51 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> right. yeah. You're going to need a colostomy bag. Here's but. A, but here's $100 and some painkillers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but if it helps to go with your crippling addiction, you will need a colostomy bag. So, I mean... You won't be on the cover of Mr. Nanny. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, listen, we bring up children's entertainment uh, because there were a lot of wealthy elites that were using children as entertainment. Uh, (laughs) My favorite thing in the world, the only one I want to talk to about this, is this other thing that's going on right now where some people are now trying to get out of the Epstein story. By saying, well, no, no, I went. I was on the plane. I just didn't know what was happening at Pedophile Island. Like, you mean to tell me this whole time I was flying the Lolita Express to Pedophile Island, there was underage sex going on? Have you seen any of this? Yeah, when David Copperfield was saying, is this your license? He's <laughs> doing magic acts. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I can't drive yet. No, no, you can. <laughs> Did you get her phone number? No, she didn't know it yet. But that didn't. Yeah. That wasn't a red flag. <laughs> that wasn't a red flag, sir. Her her address was only three digits, Dave. <laughs> it's 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 like it's so funny, dude. And like 
I, again, the reason I, I love to cover this story with you, because we started doing this like three years ago when we were talking about this, is because that world where some people listen to this conversation and think we're jerks for joking about it is everything that's wrong with the world. The comedians joking about the pedophiles aren't the problem. The pedophiles are the problem. I promise you. I promise you there's nobody in court right now fighting to get this list released that's like, but more importantly, if we could just shut down that radio show, you guys can all go back to molesting us. Exactly, yes. We need to get rid of these comics who are, you know, making everyone aware of it yeah. and have been discussing it for years. That's my that's my favorite <laughs> thing. It's like jokes bring awareness. Jokes bring awareness. You bring up the subject. So did you see the um uh, the Chappelle thing? Because I thought it was funny. The opening joke about meeting Andy Kaufman. We're going to meet Jim Carrey, and he's in character. Did yeah, you- an absolute masterclass in storytelling. Really, really perfect. And this whole time, I know I'm looking at Jim Carrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call him Andy. He's like, okay, all right. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's so funny, man. But it's like it's true. And when you're the when the, when a joke gets a pop like that in a room, it's because everyone agrees with it. You know, for jokes to pop, it's because it's instant truth. It's an IED. You told a truth, and the second their brains cross the tripwire, it explodes in the room. It's it's a brilliant twist, but it's not just the twist that caught you by surprise. It was then the you can hear the delay in the real in the realization of it. Yeah, that's why it's so perfect because the laughs keep getting greater. Mm-hmm. So it's this perfect take on society mixed with an absolutely hilarious story. That's my favorite. And then people like to jump in though, and they're like, "Well, this is a you know clearly a man calling for violence here." And it's like it's so funny because like comedians like. We make our living by being so carefully curating the words that come out of our mouths. Like, think about how many jokes in your act started with different words but ultimately evolved to the perfect word because that's the one that's going to set off the joke bomb. And that's what our existence is. So there's nothing more disingenuous than someone trying to come in and say, comedians, we don't get it. We don't know what we're really saying. Oh, really? Is that what you're saying to me who was paid in chicken fingers and drink tickets for the first five years while my soul was in a fetal position, huddled in a La Quinta, pouring over every word that came out of my mouth? I'm not paying attention to what I'm saying. Yeah, do you know what it's like to make $100 for a weekend and then hear the woman in the red roof next to you make way more money all night long? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. It's like I I, I understand your business, how wrong it is, and I have no problem pointing it out. And, yes, people do get upset about the jokes, but I don't have a problem joking about anything, especially because, one, it takes – I think it takes the teeth out of a lot of things in society. Yep. People don't know your own personal background as a comic and why you might have the right to even talk about it anyway, which you have. Yep. You know, and then uh, third, it's like these people are monsters, and usually the people who are the ones who are so you know adamant about how they would never be a part of that are the ones on the list. <laughs> it's like that, that, takes, that takes me back to like Harvard. You know what I'm saying about like, you know, everyone in the world is a racist. Anyway, I got to run. We're having a kill the Jews rally. (laughs) Right. Hold on. Wait, what? (laughs) They're like, look, I just support Hamas, you know, the terrorist organization. (laughs) Sorry, what? (laughs) 
Yeah, that's so funny. Republicans don't support LGBTQ rights, but I support Hamas, who, by the way, kills them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, they don't support that at all. They don't think any of them should be murdered. Yeah. But, you know, we got to get rid of all conservatives. I see. So you just want to get rid of the Jews? <laughs> it's Dude. <laughs> We got to get rid of all conservatives, but we'll start with the Jews, regardless of whether they're liberal or conservative. Yeah. Let's just get we that out of the way. feel that we haven't had this topic brought up before. I know. It's my Rough, favorite. Roughly, nine, roughly 100 years ago. It's my roughly favorite thing in the world. I know. It's like, because they keep doing this thing with like Israel's committing Islam of their Islamophobia, you know, Islamic genocide. I'm like, dude, they have 2 million Muslims in Israel. If they really wanted to start killing Muslims, I don't think they're hopping the fence, dude. Well, and if if I <laughs> if you're going to use the term phobic correctly, okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little afraid of that one. <laughs> the the guy paragliding in to kill me, I, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily religious oriented. That's the point. No. Is they they don't have an Islamophobia; they have a terrorism phobia. It's not exactly. like you, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> if you're setting a oh, sorry, I'm just saying yeah. The ones that are setting people on fire, I'm a little aphobic. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so funny. It's it's like if it was a uh, hundred Chinese guys paragliding and killing everybody, they wouldn't be upset because they were Chinese. They'd be consider- upset because everyone was dead at the rave. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I think it's these guys. <laughs> I don't I don't doubt there's like two guys that are fed up with some of those game shows that are a little out there, you know. But uh, I'm just saying, come on, man. It's crazy talk. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the I think the squid adult films are a bit much, but I, I, I really am more concerned about the people ruining our party with swords. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, it really is. I don't I, – I think we're so massively confused that people don't know – people have no identity anymore, and that's the problem. They're just searching for likes, and that has to do with your own body, your own self, your own everything. So they just latch on to whatever group they think they can identify with, and that's why no one has personalities. And it's interesting because in the time where no one has personalities is when everybody thinks they should be a podcaster. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so true, man, because that is literally – like I was walking here and the guy's like, yo, you got a dollar for something to eat? I was like, no. He's like, well, could you listen to my podcast then? I'm like, all right, yeah, what's it called? I'll download it. Yeah. I'll get on that right away, sir. <laughs> it's Ricky on the subway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ricky on the I interviewed Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> Pizza Rat. <laughs> Pizza Rat is Pizza Rat joins us now. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Which is probably a more interview. It's a very more enticing interview than most comics. Oh yeah, it's so. Isn't that funny though? How the podcast created this sense of entitlement that like you were owed two and a half hours of someone's time, even though you had no life experience or anything interesting to contribute to the conversation. It's insane. It's like, well, me and my three friends are really funny when we're high. (laughs) You're not though. That's so funny. It's the run for the border pod. Check it out. We get stoned. We drive to the Taco (laughs) Bell. It's funny to us. It's pretty and now you can listen to it in the in memoriam section. Uh, <laughs> so we were pulling out a Taco Bell. We went a little quick in front of a garbage truck. <laughs> so funny, man. It's, it's like, so yeah, nice. everything is just. It, I've never seen so much 
that is such low quality in my life because people just keep churning it out. Yeah, well, and then when you see something of high quality like the Dave Chappelle just put out, whether you agree with them or not, it, it is massively hated by people or massively revered. And I think that's the sign of something that is good. Like yeah. not everybody is supposed to like you. And yeah. when something is so uh, – when something affects people like that where it's like half the people arguing – like if I have clips on Instagram that have like three million, mm-hmm. it's because half the people were offended and I'm fine with that. Yeah, so it's I, like, I, oh, I promise I wouldn't like you either. It's all good. <laughs> Amen. Okay, we're not. You know, at the at the end of the day, that's that's the thing about comics is like we're not. You know, event planners or social workers, we don't. We're not there to care. We're there to give you permission not to care too. That's the point. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing Perfectly every worked. Saturday night. That you're not in a La Quinta telling uh, jokes. But uh, a quick break, <laughs> Diamond Dave. I will call you offline later, and we'll catch up on everything. But thank you, buddy. Thank you, my friend, and again, congratulations. Believe it. Thanks, girlfriend. Back after this. The show that solves problems the old-fashioned way. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl! It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are in the bottom of the ninth. You will not, you will not be watching any Fail-A-Vision whatsoever on your TV tonight, girlfriend. No, ma'am. But why? 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 Because I'll be out shooting promos and sketches for my brand new TV show, Fox News Saturday Night, which launches next Saturday, January the 13th. So there's that. Tomorrow I'll be back in doing my regular lunch pail thing. You'll see me first and foremost on Fox & Friends first at 5.50 in the morning. Yeah, a lot of people get their own TV show and go, dude, I'm not coming in at 5 a.m. Screw you. But I'm not a lot of people. I'm a hot mess uh, that has found his way into a pretty peculiar situation. (laughs) Uh, But I'm not complaining. I'm just thanking you once again for your contributions and your support and your love for mediocre radio like the three hours I've just provided you with. Either way, the show is over. Pay up, get out, go out in the world and enjoy your unique American privilege. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.